You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hey everyone, welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and with me is Kelly and Daniel. Last time we discussed recruiting ministers for your ministry. If you missed it, I encourage you to go back and listen because today we're going to dive deeper and discuss once you've recruited those leaders, how you train them. Hey guys, welcome. Hi, Allie. How are you? We are great today, Allie. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. So what are you guys loving? I'm loving kombucha. Mm. I have a big bottle of ginger kombucha in my fridge and I have a little glass of it every night. You don't make it, right? You buy no. it. No. How do you even go about making it? I don't it? make I didn't anything. Know you could. I think you got to get like the fermented you, stuff. You it's have like, to order the fermented yeah. like bacteria. It's like sourdough whatever. starter sort of where you yeah. have to buy it. And then, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. fermented tea. It's quite delicious and apparently good for your digest- digestion, but I just like it. Mm. I like it too. I have also been drinking kombucha, but my thing that I love right now is Outshine Bars. Have you ever had outshine bars? <gasps> yes. Those yeah. Again, ones. lemon. Oh, lemon is good. They have like every different kind of fruit though. They've been so on sale. Good. So I where are they on sale? So much about these. Oh, we'll talk about it later. Oh, okay. Watermelon <laughs> also good. Watermelon flavor. is good. I got peach. I got tangerine. Mm. <gasps> Yum. They have chocolate covered ones. Oh my gosh. They're good. Mm. I've never had one. They're not really healthy, but it makes you feel healthy because the they other have fruit ones are on the front of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, the non-chocolate covered ones are okay. <laughs> Dark chocolate has antioxidants in it. It's good for it's you. True. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. true. I believe that. What are you loving, Allie? I'm lo- this is a little weird, but if any if you We're guys know it's me, okay. I'm a pretty picky eater. Yeah. And I just recently started for the first time in my life liking oatmeal. And now I eat it every morning and I'm really loving my oatmeal. <laughs> I'm surprised you like oatmeal. I know. I'm very picky. I'm really excited. This yeah. is monumental for me. Fantastic. That I like. maple, maple brown sugar, right? Yes. Maple, mm. Yeah, I smell up the whole office. Mm-hmm. That's how they know. <laughs> Yummy. It is. It the is microwave del- is permanently maple brown sugared. Yes. It's delicious. I make everybody want like my like full burnt popcorn. We're yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, this is definitely a good, good smell. So today we're going to jump in. We are talking about training your ministers. Training your ministers. You know, I have a gym that I go to and there's this quote on the wall of the gym. We always take a picture in front of it after the workout. And it's from Muhammad Ali. And it says, I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. And I hate this quote. <laughs> Wait, you I have to look at it all the time. I love day? my gym. I know. I- Not every day, but they have been taking a lot of them lately because they post them on Instagram. Uh, okay. And- yeah, but I hate this quote because it makes it sound like you only have to train today and then you're done forever. And that is really not the point of training. Mm. It's not a one-time thing. We're always training. Mm. I hated every minute, but I said, don't quit, suffer now, and live the rest of your life. I no, didn't, you don't, you don't no, have to live no. the rest of your life. <laughs> no. You live the rest of today. And then maybe you start training again tomorrow. And then you train yeah. again tomorrow. So training is an hmm. ongoing thing that we're always doing. We are training our volunteers from the beginning of the year. And we kind of have a, a rhythm to the year that we've developed. And it's not perfect. We're always working on it. But... It will start with a half-day retreat. Um, usually, we've kind of landed on Sunday morning, and then we end by going to Mass together. 
but we start with that and it's about three hours. We invite all of our ministers, probably what, what would you say? 60, 70% of them come. Yeah. Yeah. 60 or 70%, which is probably a pretty good number, but man, you just, you got to get everybody in the room at some point. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. You just can't do it. We've never had everybody in the room. Maybe 80 or 90% would feel really good if we got that many, but it's usually 60 or 70% of our ministers. Mm And it's usually the ones that probably need the training the least, but are the most committed. They're so committed. Um, but it's a great time to talk and we offer, it's more inspiration, I think, at that point. A little bit of practical advice for the year, especially for new ministers coming in. But we really, really want to talk about what applies to everyone and give them a chance to speak and get to know one another and kind of build community within themselves, within their group as well. Um, and we do a couple of mid-year meetings then after that. Some some places like churches will meet every other week and plan or, you know, once a month. We just do a couple of trainings during the year. Yeah. Well, I th- and I think that is the only way to get the majority of people coming if you do. And these are events. There's lots of different ways you can train, right? But we do two big sort of all-call events one in August and then one in the middle of the year, right? January or so halfway mm-hmm. through the year. Um, so there's, but there's lots of other ways that we can be training throughout. Right. And we'll get to some of those. Yeah. And these mid-year meetings have a little bit more of a focus, um, on one particular topic. So mm-hmm. we have a psychologist who's in our parish who came in and talked about what to do if a a teen discloses something that you need to report, kind of that crisis disclosure, how to handle it, how to have that conversation with them. Um, We've talked about how to manage small groups, which we did in our last podcast episode, Um, but it's always a a challenge, especially for the boys groups, and then how to manage the conversation. So we focus more on one topic with those trainings and we kind of ask our ministers what they're dealing with right and yeah and we plan we you could plan those ahead of time but really both both of those topics came up because we were dealing with those topics like when we had when we talked about um crisis disclosure we had had two or three teenagers that year in crisis that and we were confused about what to do we're like we better pass this along to all our ministers and Mm -hmm. then this year we were dealing with a lot of squirrely boys and so we thought it was probably a good time to train our leaders on managing their groups well yeah and we don't prepare a ton of content it's not like we put all of our effort into preparing these meetings a lot of it is letting them talk about it and share their wisdom with each other yeah they love doing that it always surprises me because as a teacher I feel like I have to stand up there and teach but they just want to learn from each other. That's mm-hmm. their favorite thing to do. And so often we've learned from them. They share yeah. what they've gone and done on their own in their small group. Yeah. Like like the butcher paper that we had talked about in a previous podcast. A leader wrote the questions out on butcher paper and had yeah. their group go around. I mean, great idea. We had no idea that yeah. they were doing that. Right. And what a great thing to share with other leaders to do. So some of the other things that we do to train our volunteers, we had, we tried this this year. This was a little bit of an experiment, but it um, had some value to it. We had a happy hour at a, a couple of people's homes. Mm-hmm. Um, we offered a couple of different times and the turnouts were small. We had maybe 10 people um, at each one, but we really had better relationships with those that came to that time. And they really felt heard and we gave them a yeah. little bit of information. Um, not a lot, but it yeah. was just a good time to get together. I was surprised at how like connected I felt doing that like mm-hmm. I was so disappointed that only 10 people would be coming and then it was just so great to get to talk to those 10 people mm-hmm. so much value in that yep 
Um, we tried training videos that we recorded during the summer this year, and we would send those out periodically. We tried to keep those pretty short, like two, three minutes. It's I know, but we made them too long. Point. We did make them too yeah, long. Yeah, they were like four to five minutes, so we have to... It, that's too long, by the way, more, if anyone's wondering. Yeah, more is more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. More, more is less. Less is more. Yeah, less is more. more. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also send out a regular email, um, but we try not to bombard people's inboxes with email. And we really think that's part of ongoing training, too, is just these little bits that mm-hmm. you get throughout the year. We call it the student minister minute. And we try to keep it to 150 words or less. And we do it every few weeks as we um, work through our series because we um, work through series through the year for teens that are maybe four or five weeks at a time. That's when we send out the student ministry minute once a series. It takes a minute or less to read. Um, we have lots of links in it. And we, we like to say that we end with question marks instead of periods to um, get people to reply and engage with it in some way. And the last thing um, that we do is coaching. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a future episode, but it's something that we're really learning how to do and to engage some of our, um, ministers in doing is to coach other ministers in their leadership. Yeah. And we've definitely seen the benefit of doing all of these things, having events and just points of contact with our leaders throughout the year. Um, but the reality is that sometimes, like Kelly was saying, not everybody is going to show up and we want them to, and we beg and plead and try to convince them, but we that's tell them it's mandatory, yeah, we, just you know, something we yeah. have to accept that sometimes they just won't show up. Not all of them at least. Right. And I think one of the things that I've been trying to do, but not with great success is just when people do miss a training, offer another time that they can come in and talk to me, but it's just not the same as being with the group. And, and so I I don't know, we have to figure out a way to do that better this year, where if 10 people miss the training, then they're all invited to come sit with us after mass for 20 minutes. You know, they miss out on the fellowship part of the training and Mm -hmm. some of the discussion time, but we still need to get that information to them in some way. So that's mandatory. We should make everything mandatory. Well, Just throw that word okay. around as much as possible. So yeah, <laughs> they don't care. But last year <laughs> when people missed the August training, I met with every single one of them that missed individually. And I just kept hounding them until they met with mm. me. Hey, so sorry, we missed you at the training. I'd love to chat with you for 10 minutes after mass. That's all I was asking for. And I just kept chasing them down and in emailing until I got to sit and talk with them and give them the materials that we handed out. But I mean, there's, there's value in that, but man, not as much as, as come and do a three hour retreat where we're giving them vision and Mm -hmm. we're offering fellowship and we're, you know, you got to really have somebody tracking on that to do it too. You got to really have someone who's on it. And so, um, I don't know if there's much of it, if there's value in putting that much work into catching up with, you know, the 10 or 20 people that missed. I mean, there ha- there's value in it. There definitely is. You got to have a Kelly on your staff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so when you are trying to get ministers to show up, one of the biggest things is even though you know that they won't show up, still be consistent. Don't give up on mm-hmm. it because you had, you know, a very small turnout at a happy hour that you tried to put on. But continue to try and see what works. Try different times. Try different sort of events. Try different ways of saying it. 
um, but continue to work at it and offer the opportunities knowing that you won't get everyone. Yeah. Maybe those 10 people that are showing up to everything become your lead ministers and, mm -hmm. and start feeding other ministers. They become your leadership team. And then when things do go well, you have to reinforce those moments and publicly thank those that come trying not to shame those that don't, but just <laughs> saying, you know, we really appreciate those that are able to come to training and, and show up for those sort of events. Um, I think that people will come to things when they know that they have a, a reason for coming. So if you ask lots of questions, you solicit their feedback, um, knowing that you don't have to implement everything that they say, but people do like to be heard. And it's kind of a skill to listen really well um, without, you know, you have to shut some people down, the long-winded sharers, and kind of <laughs> redirect. Everybody's got those so in hard. their group somewhere. Um, but then, you know, offering maybe a time limit for people to share or sharing in small groups or writing down um, what people share. There's, there's a lot of different ways that they can feel heard. Um, and then the other thing is when you get people's feedback, most of the time, not maybe most of the time, but a lot of the time, the feedback that you're going to get is, oh, well, we should be doing X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F. I mean, they just start <laughs> listing I'm all the things that we're not right now. doing yeah. and it feels like you don't, that's not the feedback that you want. Just tell me how to do better the things that we are doing. I don't right. want to do all this additional stuff. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to have a dance for the teenagers. Like that's not happening. <laughs> we should give balloons away <laughs> <laughs> and bunny no. rabbits. Yeah. You know, that's a great idea, but what do you think about being the one who's going to make that happen? Yeah, right. Just throw it so right turn back, it back to, them. to them. Yeah. Because some ideas could be really good ideas, but you don't have the capacity to do it. If mm -hmm. somebody says we should be sending birthday cards to everybody, that is such a great idea. Would you be willing to put together a team of people, a couple people to send out birthday cards every month? Great. Go for it. Do it. Like that's giving your leaders more responsibility over their feedback. Mm -hmm. And then just being consistent with what you're telling them. So um, when we talk to our leaders, some of the things that we repeat over and over and over again are the idea of leading small um, that you're responsible for this very small group of people and connecting with them. We tell them to talk 20% of the time in their small group, listen 80%, to show up each week physically, emotionally, spiritually. We use that same language over and over and over again um, so that they know and they hear it in different ways. Um, we try to be creative with how we share it, but being consistent with your language and with your approach is a very important part of the training process. And the last thing is that when you do have wins, you need to celebrate them. You need to share them because what gets celebrated gets repeated. So you always want to be sharing wins. And that is how we always end our episodes. I right? know. So that is a perfect lead in. What is a win that you guys have seen training ministers? Lots of wins. But the one that comes to mind is, is one of our leaders, again, of middle school boys um, also had a squirrely group like our guys from the last podcast that we talked about. Um, but Alex, um, he was, he was recruited and coached to take his small group out on a fun, a fun little activity to sky zone, the trampoline park. And he did that and they had a great, great time. He's also 
like struggles with like the activity of the boys. Like they're just, they need to move. And so he, every other week he goes on a hike with the boys, like around the building and they have their small group conversation while they're walking, which is a great way for boys um, to have a conversation. And so those are all things that he learned from training and he comes to every training and he's such a willing learner. So it's a good win, Alex. I think training is such an empowering part of it where that's right about we want to teach the leaders give them more ideas to do stuff but we really want to just empower them to try different things keep doing what you're doing yeah everything so that's awesome well thank you all so much for joining us today on uprising we love you very much join us next time we're going to talk about how to encourage your leaders